37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. <laughs> you mean start talking now? Yeah. Because normally you're like, and you give me the oh, signal. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Hey, everybody, what's up? And welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal. This is episode 307. I, of course, am Sean, and I'm just excited to be here. It's the last episode of the year, and I always get excited about these things. And with me, as always, is Preston. Preston, buddy, how are you, sir? What's up, all you uh, cool ghosts and goblins, you crocodunes and crocodingos, you skeletors and skeletons, witchers and witches? I'm still salty about the whole refrigerator situation, but, uh, you know, oh, no. I might. So, here's what it is. Is what it is. Got a new tattoo. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. You're catching up slow, but sure, yeah. buddy. Got that. Got that. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I'm excited for you. That's good stuff. That's the problem, man. They're kind of like Pringles. Once you pop, you just can't stop. And Once uh, you pop, you just can't stop. I think the problem with tattoos also is you got to have both time and money, and never the two shall ever meet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I got to go in and uh, probably in March, I believe. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to add, dude. I think um, that's one of my New Year's resolutions is to finish up this video game sleeve I've got going on. I'm thinking about like an earthworm gym, like right in this dead space right here. Groovy. filler. And I got this whole back area back here I could add something to as well. So What about a Donkey Kong? <sighs> See, Donkey Kong's cool, but I'm trying to add like... Just the games that were like super, super influential or that really stuck with me. I'm a big Crash Bandicoot fan, so I'm thinking maybe the uh, Aku Aku mask would be kind of pretty on the back of my arm. You never played uh, Duke Nukem, did you? I did. Are you telling me I should get a uh, a pig-headed stripper in yes. that blank space back there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could definitely do that. I could definitely do that. Now, I might add like Super Meat Boy, Earthworm Jim, something from Crash Bandicoot. And uh, just whatever else I can come across, you know, we'll see Contra. what happens. But, um, Were you a big Contra fan? Uh, Contra was fine. I would go probably more towards Castlevania. If I could find something oh. cool for Castlevania, I might do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get started, buddy, I was going to ask you, uh, surprise, any New Year's resolutions you got cooking for next year? Are you the resolution kind of guy? No, I'm not. I don't, no. do, res- <laughs> I don't do resolutions. Everybody always, like, fucking does that shit. This year, I'm going to work out more. I'm going to eat healthier. Um, I mm-hmm. er, Every time I've said I'm going to do something like a New Year's resolution, life gets in the way. So, I mean, hey, you know what? I'll take that mm-hmm. back. I'll give you my New Year's resolution for 2024. I'm going to fucking live 2024 to the fullest. You know what? If it kicks life kicks me in the balls, I'm going to pick myself back up. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do in 2024, and I don't give a shit. Well, good for you, pal. I like to hear that, man. Yeah. I'm not really a resolution guy either because I don't like to follow, you know, the, the clicks and the trends and stuff like that. But I am going to set a few goals. This current year in 2023, I managed to crank out uh, four Stephen King novels. Um, actually, then that was just from like September until um, the day before yesterday. I read 
let's see, in order, Salem's Lot. Yeah. The Stand. Yeah. The Shining. Yeah. And Doctor Sleep. And you gotta you gotta add insomnia. You gotta you gotta do insomnia. Is that a good one? It is. So okay. I'll add I, to the I, list. If, Rob, if you're listening, fuck you for not replying to my Facebook uh, comment. Um, <laughs> I I like the Dark Tower series up to book four, which was the Wizard in the Glass, and uh, okay. yeah. the Dark Tower series is like Stephen King's multiverse of madness. Um, you have all these different realities that sometimes overlap. So, like, that part in the stand where they talk about the man dressed in black walking through the desert, um, mm-hmm. that actually mm-hmm. ties into the uh, book one of the Dark Tower. And uh, there are uh, characters like Pennywise and the psychotic train that show up in book four uh, called The Wizard in the Glass. Oh. And it's also, like, a very it's a romance story. Mm-hmm. And then there are some characters that show up in Insomnia. And Insomnia also deals with out-of-body experiences. And these little bald guys that uh, deal with the silver cord tied to your soul. Uh, So Insomnia is is worth a read. So So Desperate. Uh, Desperation and the Regulators. Uh, That was his last book he wrote, The Regulators, as Richard Bachman. Uh, but it is mm-hmm. like the same story, but told in different perspectives. Uh, so those are also really good ones to read. Huh. Yeah. Um, Insomnia had the film version, right? With Robin Williams and like Al Pacino or something like that, right? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I swear there's a movie that has Robin Williams and Al Pacino. I thought it was called Insomnia or Insomniac maybe, but... Yeah, my uh, my goal for next year, I did five this year in like the last, uh, what, four months. I'm going to try to knock out ten Stephen King novels next year, um, starting in January. Uh, I've got a nice, it might be a first edition of Tommy Knockers a buddy of mine gave me. Um, there's just a whole boatload of them, and I'm really kind of getting in the groove. And I think, you know, I'm just going to do it, just shoot for ten of them. And if I can get more, I'll get more. But I also have, gosh, man, I'm probably encroaching somewhere around 70 uh, different horror and sci-fi movie film novelizations too. Um, so I got to get on that as well. So I, I think, you know, 10 Stephen King books, I'm going to try to knock out if it's humanly possible, let's say 30 books, 30 books overall. And then, um, I'm going to knock out probably, uh, I'm going to lose about 25 pounds. I think that's my goal. Get that hourglass shape back and wear the t-shirts that are in my closet that I haven't touched for probably five years. Speaking of t-shirts, I got this uh, lovely uh, shirt for Christmas from the wife. Oh, Greg. <laughs> Did you forget what it was? <laughs> I'm old Greg. You had a mini stroke right on the air, yeah. man. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, that's that's some good stuff. Let's see what we can do. Also, you're going to fire some more pots and stuff, right? You got yourself a, a pottery wheel, a kiln, and some other badass stuff. So that'll be exciting, too. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm getting back into it, and there's like, there's a science behind it, and the science is it's not standard science across the board. Like every kiln fires a little bit different. Um, you know, you have like ramp up speeds and hold times, mm-hmm. and each each one of those is you know different from kiln to kiln, depending on the the thickness of the brick, the size of the kiln, how much oxygen placement, temperature, and all that. 
And uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, Daddy's still trying to play around with that. But I got some really kick-ass, like, ceramic transfers for, like, coffee mugs and stuff. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, once I figure out my kiln and all the little nuances and how to get it to do what I yeah. want it to do, um, that, uh, yeah, I'm going to be cranking out some shit, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Speaking of uh, creativity, that's another thing I'm going to do this year. I'm going to try to... Uh, be a vendor in four or more events like conventions and local art fairs and stuff like that. And uh, one of these times, you and I ought to get together and peddle our wares together. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I guess, yeah, dude. I got some. Uh, oh, yeah. I got some Krampus uh, Christmas ornaments. I got some skull Christmas ornaments. I got all sorts of shit. You know. Shit, yeah, dude. Well, let's do it. Well, folks, here we are, the last episode of 2023, and what we normally do here, if you've been a listener for a while, is wrap things up with a whole grip of news stories that maybe you missed or hadn't even heard of at all. And this episode is no exception to that rule, but to make a slight exception to the rules, we're going to add a little something new, and at first we're going to reflect on a couple of the wilder news stories that happened this year that we talked about most likely on the show and then move on to a bunch of stuff that you might have missed. And on this episode, we have UFOs, we have Bigfoot, we have poop grenades, dead bodies, and so, so much more. So grab yourself a glass if you would, or if you won't, I don't really care. And let's raise a (laughs) toast to this year, finish it out, and welcome on the new year, shall we? Yeah, do you. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what? And if you're underage, maybe an apple juice or a Gatorade or whatever your kids drink. Prime energy drinks. I don't know what the fuck those are. but Or that uh, fake champagne, the bubbly grape juice. You fucking bougie bastards. <laughs> yeah, some Welch's. Some yeah. Welch's, you know, hoity-toity grape juice. Fuck yeah, man. Let's do it. <sighs> well, here we go, man. Thursday, December 28th, our last episode of 2023. So we experienced a lot of weird stuff this year, and um, starting off, I want to kind of remember the Chinese spy balloon. Do you remember that, Preston? How could I not? <laughs> I think that was what, back in like mid to late January, a suspected Chinese spy balloon was spotted in the skies over Alaska in late January and hovered above the nation for days before President Biden ordered the U.S. military to shoot it down. And so the U.S. official said the balloon was potentially carrying U- uh, U.S. explosives, was carrying explosives and hazardous material, which factored into Biden's decision to wait until it drifted off the coast of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, before having it shot down on February 4th. Of course, five days later, yet another unknown object was spotted flying over the remote northern coast of Alaska. And wouldn't you know it, old Uncle Biden ordered for this one to be shot down the next day. And according to the White House, the object, roughly the size of a small car, was indeed downed because it was flying about 40,000 feet up in the air and posed a reasonable threat to the addition of human civilians below and also civilian flights up above. Later on, two more UFOs, one over the Yukon Peninsula and the other over Montana, were subsequently shot down by U.S. military jets as well. That being four strange unidentified crafts being dropped down in just eight days. In a briefing with U.S. reporters, General Glenn Van Herc heard 
Head of NORAD in the U.S. Northern Command was asked whether he could rule out the possibility that they were of extraterrestrial origin. And Presto, do you remember what those spy balloons were? No. Yeah, they weren't UFOs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'll if you're you much right like, now. if you're a fucking extraterrestrial race and you have the ability to travel across vast distances, you're not going to build a tin foil weather balloon, wooden basket, gimpy ass spy device. Like you're going to be floating above mm-hmm. your UFO with your camouflage, like invisible predator type shit. Like clearly, if you look at those, those are like dollar store. Like they're not even good. You know, I'm, China. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm really, I'm really disappointed right. in you right now because usually, you guys buy shit on the cheap, like old like U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, carriers. Uh, old NASA equipment, and you tinker and you tanker and you dollar store that shit up and make it all like nice and glammy and fancy and just like outdo it in every way. And then you make a fucking dollar store spy balloon. Like, come on, guys, you're better. You're better than that. Mm-hmm. I know. I know times are tough. You know, we're all on a budget, but <laughs> you could do a little better. That's all I'm saying. Ballooning yeah. on a budget. Well, dude, what if we put a tinfoil hat on for half a second? We look back here at my old uh, compadre, Elliot. What if it was a UFO? What if it's the old idea that, you know, extraterrestrials can only present themselves to you uh, masked as things that make sense to you? So, like, wouldn't it also make total sense for a UFO to show up and just disguise itself as just a cheaply made hot air balloon or a bunch of mylar balloons? Because if you look up, you're like, wait a second, is that... Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Cue the extraterrestrial <laughs> battling banjos. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was like, I want to say some civilian um, balloon students, some kind of fucking dirigible they made. But anyway, as above, so below, guys. We got to move on then and talk about that homemade submersible disaster. You know, the one where a tourist submersible disappeared while exploring the Titanic shipwreck, triggering a massive international search and rescue mission that captured the world's attention in June. Now, before we go on, any uh, uncouth jokes are made. It is a real fucking bummer because people did die, including some people who didn't really want to be there. The U.S. officials concluded the vessel experienced a catastrophic implosion that probably killed all five people on board nearly instantaneously. Victims, of course, being identified as French explorer Paul Henry Nargolet, Ocean Gate CEO Stockton Rush, British billionaire and explorer Hamish Harding, Pakistani businessman Shahzada Dawood, and his 19-year-old son, Suluman. Again, uh, pardon me for mispronouncing probably all of those. It's not clear exactly when or where the implosion occurred or what caused it. I think it might have been hubris that caused it, if I was to be asked on the record. The Polar Prince, a Canadian research vessel and support ship, lost contact with the Titan submersible operated by Ocean Gate, a private exploration company based in Everett, Washington, approximately 900 miles east of Cape Cod, about an hour and 45 minutes after the launch. Which also sucks, man, because I don't think it was that much longer after that that the damn thing just completely imploded on itself. A senior military official later said the U.S. Navy detected an anomaly that was likely to have been the Titan's fatal implosion. 
Now, the tragedy wasn't without controversy. James Cameron, who directed the movie Titanic and has made 33 visits to the wreckage site of the luxury liner, blamed the ship's carbon fiber hull for the implosion in a series of interviews, calling it completely inappropriate for a vessel that sees external pressure. I think it also hit the news headlines that there were some people who were in charge of putting that bad boy together, and somebody came out and said, hey, the, the porthole you want me to stick on this thing, this glass dome, it is not rated for that kind of pressure underwater. And I think he was fired after he refused to shut mm -hmm. up about it. And uh, what was it that uh, the actual controls uh, were like a retrofitted like PlayStation 3 controller? Uh, so the... the yeah, yeah, it's like uh, nothing that you're saying right now makes any sense, nor is it a good idea. Like, I can't imagine any engineer be like, yeah, dude, fucking that amount of pressure underwater. Fuck yeah. PlayStation 3 controller. Yeah, fuck it. That's how that's how we, uh, you know, in the Navy, that's how we drive, so, uh, you know, submarines. PlayStation 3 controller, you know, left, right, up, yep. down. You got this dog. Yeah. Glass dome. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Fine. There you go, man. Pull out the keyboard, ADDQD. You can actually go through the walls of the Titanic. Yeah. That's a little doom throwback <laughs> for all you older nerds. <laughs> well, from that, who, of course, could forget that Charles was crowned as the king of England? Lizard people! Adrenochrome! Now, we got to admit, you know, Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom did pass away September 8th of 2022 at the ripe age of 96. But her son, Prince Charles, ascended the throne as King Charles III <coughs> on May 6, 2023, because they wanted to have appropriate time for the entire family to mourn. So even though he did ascend in 2022 officially, King Charles III became the king this year, May 6, 2023. And then speaking of reptiles, of course, who could forget that Texas lady who said a snake fell out of the sky onto her arm and then she was attacked instantaneously by a hawk that swooped down to attack the snake. Talking about truly weird presto, of course, I'm talking about what happened back in late July. Peggy Jones was out mowing her lawn in Silby, Texas, when a snake fell out of the sky and wrapped its body around her arm. And then before she could even say, what in tarnation, a hawk immediately swooped down in a National Geographic style <laughs> brawl that ensued, causing the hawk to go after the snake. The hawk's wrapped around my arm and pulled it like he was going to carry it away, she recalled. And when he did, it flung my arm up and the hawk was carrying my arm and the snake with it. After several agonizing minutes, the hawk managed to pull the snake off of Jones, whose arm was now bruised and bloodied by the hawk's talons, and God knows she's probably bitten by that snake at least one or two times as well. Mm. Mm. Her husband took her to the hospital, where she was treated for cuts, abrasions, scratches, and severe bruising. Jones was then given antibiotics and stayed up all night to monitor her wounds... Not that she probably could sleep at all anyway, dude. Unless you just crashed after a gnarly adrenaline rush. <laughs> I can't even imagine, mm -hmm. dude. I've been dive-bombed by uh, grackles before out in the parking lot of Walmart, but uh, 
God, I can't imagine, dude, just a random ass uh, snake falling on you. I, you got to imagine this hawk is probably carrying it, right? Is that what we can deduce from yeah, all this? Yeah, the little slippery bastard got out of the talons, and he's like, uh-uh, motherfucker, not today. I'm going to get my lunch, and then <laughs> went down and got it. Of course, speaking of reptiles, we got to talk about the aliens, buddy boy. One of the oddest things that we saw this year came out with the alleged corpses of real-life aliens displayed for the world to see in front of Congress, no less. Starting, of course, with the revelation coming during a congressional hearing in Mexico City titled The Public Assembly for the Regulation of Unidentified Anomalous Aerial Phenomenon. During the session, who can forget, guys, it streamed online live for all to see Mexican ufologist Jaime Musan presented what he claimed were two perfectly preserved non-human entities. He announced the bodies were more than 1,000 years old and were discovered in a burial site between Peruvian cities of Palpa and Nazca back in 2017. Now, much controversy existed around the aliens who were presented by the man named Jaime Musan, who had previously been accused of the mummified beings being hoaxes that he also claimed were found in Peru. Anyway, much like the alien bodies themselves, the research has been clouded in controversy and skepticism, as the research has yet to be officially verified, with NASA scientist Dr. David Spurgel questioning why the findings haven't been made public. Hmm, question marks arise. And speaking of aliens, who could forget that weird shit that happened in Vegas? The Las Vegas family who said that they had an alien encounter in June when they reported to Las Vegas Metropolitan Police that they had seen something crash from the night sky and then non-human beings emerged from a crashed craft in their backyard. And what's perhaps even more bizarre about this whole entire ordeal is that one of the kids that lived in the house actually called 911. There's like an eight-foot person beside it and another one inside. And it has big eyes and it's looking at us. And it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? In my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually... We're terrified. So there's like two people? There's two subjects in your backyard? Correct. They're very large and they're like eight foot, nine feet, ten feet tall. They look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They've got big eyes. Like I can't explain it. A big mouth and they're shiny. Their eyes. They're a hundred percent not human. Okay. Or at least that's how we imagine it went down. Uh, Jerry, we got uh, some uh, yeah, fucking hooligans uh, over here on uh, South 10 uh, Ash Street. Uh, we got fucking aliens in the backyard. Probably uh, hopped up on, uh, you know, cocaine or something. Uh, can you get over there and uh, do a 10-4 sweep flyby? Thanks. Uh, Is that yeah. what it's called? A 10-4 yeah. <laughs> flyby? Uh, I love it, dude. I love it. Very good stuff. Well, I'm glad you brought up the dispatcher because the dispatcher then went ahead and sent two officers to the home to investigate. And from the body camera video that both the officers had... You even hear one of the officers say that he's incredibly nervous and that he has butterflies because apparently he saw a shooting star or at least some kind of bright streak across the sky like an hour before this whole thing happened. And then now people are saying they got, you know, a downed UFO in their backyard. This guy was incredibly, incredibly spooked. The officers arrive at the house about a uh, half an hour after the 911 call is made. 
And then we never really hear what happens after the call. You know, the police show up, they kind of look around and make some jokes about seeing a shooting star. And then it pretty much finishes, from what we can tell, with him saying, hey, if these things show back up, don't call us. Herp derp derp well, You know, <laughs> here's, my, here's my take on this. <clears throat> this is where these kids and the police officers fucked up. You're out in the forest, and you see Bigfoot, okay? You go get some peanut butter, go get some chicken legs, and you're like, come here, little buddy. You're going to follow me back to town. You don't kill Bigfoot. It's fucking national treasure. If an alien crash lands in your backyard, fucking fill that thing full of lead, uh-huh. and then, I don't know, freeze-dry the body, take a bunch of photos. Fuck it. It's an alien. It's probably about here to yep. take over the earth anyways. You just did your country a service. Bigfoot, though, national treasure, don't you dare fucking shoot it. Alien, blow it the fucking smithereens. <laughs> I don't care. Yep. You got it, man. You got it. Also, if... Alien overlords, if you're listening, lower my taxes. Thanks. <laughs> right, yeah. Help me make my mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is also a lesson everyone should learn as to why you should buy a deep freeze. Because if you do fill one of those things chock full of lead, you got to find somewhere to preserve it. So get a deep freeze. Push your DiGiorno aside and drop the body right in there. Well, in addition to all this wildness that we had, there's also several other stories that graced the headlines this year that ended up being not so very true. So here's Presto with a little bit of real fake news. Along with dozens of photos of what appears to be used condoms, several Facebook posts earlier this year claimed that six students from Kenya had been arrested for cleaning used condoms and selling them as new. But a reverse image search showed that the claim was false. However, according to a 2020 news report, almost 324,000 used condoms were indeed cleaned and resold. But in Vietnam, not Kenya. And not by six students, but rather by employees at a small factory. Mm. It's like uh, Ashes Williams, uh, lucky, lucky rubber, you know, hasn't failed. I've been using this thing since 1974, hasn't failed me once. (laughs) (laughs) So so gross, dude. I'm all about pinching a penny and saving a buck, but there are a few things in this world you should not use. Yeah, those are one of them. Uh, May 2023, various Facebook users wrote that planet or that patient X raid in a Kenya state hospital was found to have live cockroaches in his chest. But the image was alleged evidence of Photoshop and a reverse image search showed that the original X-ray image was published on a radio radiology website. Sans cockroach. Oh, man. So I went to the ENT ear, nose and throat not too long ago because of this silent reflux leak that I have because my esophagus is all jacked up. And it's really cool because they have this really neat, like, cork board of everything they've pulled out of people's ears and noses. And I'll be damned if not, like, every other thing is a roach or a spider or a bug or a moth. Like, the amount of insects that crawl inside of people's orifices is just astonishing and terrifying. Back in 2022, yeah, (laughs) TikToker Cass Diaz made a video, Nobody Cares, in which she claimed to be suing her parents for not getting her consent to bring her into the world. (laughs) In another video from June 2022, she said she had won the lawsuit. And in November 
2023, she claimed her parents now have to pay her $5,000 in damages each month. The video now has over 3.5 million views. Though comments under it show that the many users believe her, Thea's TikTok profile clearly states that she is running a satire account. I remember the story. Fuck you, TikTok. <laughs> I remember the story hitting. She was upset for having a non-consensual upbringing or really just bringing into existence. And uh, that thing just took TikTok by storm. It's a funny concept, but uh, I'm very glad it was satirical. But I'll be damned if it didn't get a few people to believe that she was being fucking dead ass serious. My argument was always this, though. If you didn't have consent to be brought into the world... Your parents brought you in. Can't they just take you out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, you know, like, you know, taking a shit. I'm on my phone on Facebook, killing the time. And th mm -hmm. there's all those, like, fucking videos that pop up. Like, I can't think of the name. There's, like, a husband and wife. And he's always, like, doing the whole, like, spray painting. Like, uh, he'll punch a ho hole in a wall and like put in a light bulb and then like I don't know spray paint like Mickey Mouse on it and he uses like all these different stencils but then he gets like fucking spray paint all over the wall and then there's like the next video of him it's like he puts a trap door upstairs and tries to get his wife to like jump up and grab a fucking donut so he can pull the trap door and clearly it's all fake and bullshit but people are like oh my god he's so inventive look at it. that's such the best dad in the whole entire world and I'm like you're all fucking idiots this is what's wrong with the fucking world world this is what like now yep. i'm that curmudgy old man because you're all a bunch of fucking morons yeah, pretty much pretty pretty much Ugh. anyways fake new fake news about disney has been popular for years in november a website claimed that the disney world amusement park in orlando florida had torn down cinderella's famous castle fuck it you know what you should have <laughs> in a single night this claim spread in tiktok uh, that was on a video that was viewed more than a million times. However, both the article and the video were satire. As a glance at the website's legal uh, notice shows, and for anyone still in doubt, recent footage of the amusement park shows the castle, uh, the park landmark still stands. I don't know. Fuck it. It's time for something new. Tear it down. I don't care. Moving on. <laughs> Tear down Cinderella's castle and put up Buzz Lightyear's rock fuck, shit. Fuck yeah. Moving on to something better. You know? Or Indiana being chased by a boulder, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Indiana Jones, baby. In July, news circulated worldwide that Sweden had declared sex a sport. If this is really fake news, this is sad because this would be a good sport, but whatever. And was organizing a tournament. Many and is there an amateur league? Yeah. Many international <laughs> media outlets also reported on it including the Times of India, one of the country's most respected newspapers. One, one report said Sweden's, Sweden wanted to organize a tournament in which participants would have sex with each other for up to six hours a day to see who was the best. The claim, however, was false, and one of Sweden's major dailies newspaper had reported that the Dragon Braddock, the owner of several strip clubs in the country, had applied to have sex classified as a sport. However, the Swedish sports... Confederation rejected the application in May, so there you go. <laughs> Fake news. Dude, listen to this, though. Here's my thought. Even the person who turns out to be the worst at that tournament is still yeah. a winner. <laughs> it's like the one sport I'm totally here for, for having participation. There was a, there, you showed up and you gave it your all, and that's all we asked. There was like a uh, young Russian porn star like a couple of years ago that 
fucking just down Viagra like left and right because he was like trying to film like the world's longest like sex Ugh. video. And you know how like on the side of the bottle mm -hmm. it's like, you know, if you have an erection lasting longer than four hours, like seek medical attention. <laughs> like he just kept popping them like <laughs> candy's like, let's go. And then fucking has a heart attack oh. or a heart attack and dies. So I mean, hey, you went out doing what you loved. So there's that. Good for you, bud. Good yep. for you. And if you love what you do, you never work yeah. a day in your life. <laughs> Some people die on the toilet, Elvis. Gosh, so. man. Wasn't that ladies' man the uh, Saturday Night Live spinoff movie where he's like, if you got an erection lasted more than six hours, just call more ladies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck, Jesus. man. And also, I mean, to finish off that thought, what's practice look like for this sport? Yeah. Shirts and skins, folks. Shirts and skins. Mm. Well, moving on to some more real stuff. 2023 news that you may have missed. Lazarus, this first one's for you, buddy. A UFO was spotted hovering over Air Force One during a fundraising trip that President Biden took to L.A. earlier this month in footage that was shared online by two amateur plane trackers. The footage captured from a live stream of an L.A. International Airport by brothers Peter and Joshua Salazano shows a mysterious balloon-like object seemingly hovering over Air Force One during Biden's December 10th trip. They said a few viewers were saying that we saw UFOs, says Peter, in the clip they shared. The pair filming the LAX incident as two F-35 fighter jets monitored the skies for President's uh, Biden's ship excitedly pointed out that the jets were being refueled midair before the shiny white object appeared to dart across the sky. The object first appeared on screen at 10.18 a.m., prompting Josh to ask his brother, You saw that! We got something flying in the way! but I'm not really sure what it is. The object appeared twice more in the video, with the final being spotted around 11.08 a.m. Is that it? Is that one of those UAPs that we've been talking about, Peter asks in the video? I'm kind of scared of looking at it, said Josh. I'm not sure what it is. Could it be a balloon? I'm thinking a balloon. Are you just saying that to keep certain authorities away, asked his brother? Then Mick West, UFO investigator, reviewed the footage and reported that he thought the object was most likely a balloon that appeared to only be moving along with the plane from the way the clouds move in the background. It looks like a balloon, and it moves like a balloon too, said West. The Pentagon has investigated nearly 300 UFO sightings over this last year alone, some of which they fear may actually be the creations of foreign governments trying to spy on the U.S. Earlier this year, NASA appointed its first ever director of UFOs, admitting it still had no idea what a number of inexplicable flying objects spotted over the U.S. skies actually were and shared its commitment to studying the phenomenon. Now this one I'm excited for, Preston, because I think it's going to have to have a follow-up. Uh, this is the one I've been waiting for all day. Is it really? Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. A family who was visiting the San Diego area last Friday on December 22nd made a shocking discovery when they found a dead body that had been stuffed into the deep freezer that belonged to the relative that they had come to visit. The out-of-town family members immediately called the police after they found the body in the freezer 
of a residence that was on the 4900 block of Zion Avenue at around 11.45 a.m. local time. The body appears to be that of an unidentified female, but police said that no other physical details would be confirmed until the official identification can be made. Now, because of the unusual location where the body was found, i.e. somebody's deep freeze, the San Diego Police Department said its homicide unit was called to investigate. Due to the state of the body, the department said the cause of death cause of death was unknown and it was unclear whether there was any traumatic injury involved and the medical examiner's office is currently working to determine a cause of death detectives are continuing to gather information to understand what has happened and why the body was inside the freezer police are asking anybody with any information to call 619-531-2293 or local crime stoppers 888-580- Eight four seven seven. That has to be a uh, like an awkward situation. Like you're over. Like Uncle Jerry's like, all right, everybody. Oh man, why don't you come over to my house for Christmas? We're gonna have a Christmas dinner, and then they're like, hey, uh, you got some more of them peas? We can put it on the stove real quick. And he's like, hell yeah, just go down to the deep freeze. And they go down <laughs> there, and he's like, oh shit. And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Indeed, right? He's like, that's a. Is that? Uh, that's like a dead hooker. Uh, that's my ex girl. Like, what story? Like, we're gonna need more details on this. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I need to know. It also makes you wonder. Like, I'm completely expecting two results in this story. Either a Uncle Jerry's a cannibal and he accidentally forgot to hide the body, or it could be one of those like mental illness situations where like. His girlfriend died, and he panicked and didn't know what to do. And under the stress, he threw her body in the deep freeze. I don't know. Or, you know, it could have been a lover's quarrel, domestic violence, or someone planted it there. Bum, bum, bum. Well, here's a story I've been waiting for all day, buddy boy. The Ohio Supreme Court suspended Blake Lassie on two... uh, Hang on a second here. I didn't get his first name. How do I not get his first name? Oh, God, Preston, hold on. Distract everybody. I got to get this guy's first name. Jesus. How did I not get that? <sighs> oh, my God. Hey, all you peeping Toms out there, if you're watching the, the show and uh, you haven't liked and subscribed, <laughs> whether you're on Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, whatever case may be, like, subscribe, and share with all your friends. Currently on Rumble, we are at 17 subscribers, and we'd like to see the show grow on that platform. YouTube, yikes, 298. We haven't hit 300. And guess what? The new the end of the year is fast approaching. Help us break that goal by liking and subscribing on YouTube so we can break 300 for 2023. Facebook, yeah, you know, like and subscribe and share with all your friends. If you got nothing better to do, you know what? Share the live stream. Help us grow the content. We love you. Look at that. Perfect Perfect timing. timing. Here's the story I've been waiting for all day, folks. The Ohio Supreme Court suspended a criminal defense attorney named Jack A. Blakesley on Tuesday for some decidedly unprofessional behavior. Now, what kind of unprofessional behavior was it, Preston? Can you guess? You probably already know because you see the the, uh, the Something to do with poop. He was caught pooping in a Pringles can and then flinging it out of his car window into a parking lot at a crime victim advocacy center back in November 2021. Yeah. That's right, folks. He was heaving Pringle can poop grenades. 
The court suspended Blakesley for one year with six months stayed for the gross act, and he said his conduct, his conduct was adversely reflecting on his fitness to practice law. The court noted that there was clear and convincing evidence that Blakesley targeted the Haven of Hope Center, which employed people who he admitted that he had known for years and whom he was probably going to see in court just minutes after tossing the Pringles can into the center's parking lot. Surveillance video shows Blakesley driving by the parking lot, slowing down, turning around, and passing by a second time. He then can be seen tossing the poopy can out of his car and then driving off in the direction of the courthouse. A witness saw Blakesley throw the can and discovered the contents. She filed a report with the Cambridge police. Blakesley eventually pleaded guilty to misdemeanor charges of disorderly conduct and littering and paid $248 in fines and court costs, according to the Court News Ohio. His disciplinary hearing this week, Blakesley denied that he was intentionally ch- that he intentionally chose the center as a target for his poop-filled Pringles can, but rather he claimed he simply had a habit of putting his feces into Pringles cans and randomly tossing them from his vehicle as a prank. He estimated that he did this at least ten times a year, according to Cincinnati Inquirer reports. God dang, Billy Madison, calm down. Blakesley said the it's that poop again. Yeah, find a new fucking hobby. Blakesley said the prank was a way to blow off steam, and that he enjoyed imagining the look of surprise on people's faces when they discovered his creations. Blakesley didn't claim to have any sort of mental illness, and he denied that his hobby was related to the diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder he received after serving in Vietnam. But, he said, there has to be something going on that's related to some of the things I went through in an earlier life. The Ohio Supreme Court noted the evidence in this case shows that despite societal standards of cleanliness and decorum, Blakesley failed to control his own bizarre impulses to place feces-filled cans out in the public for unsuspecting people to find. The court said Blakesley's aberrant conduct has adversely reflected on his own fitness to practice law and brought discredit to the profession through significant media attention. I think the problem here is like he's not shitting in the cans and just kind of setting them down in a parking lot. He's dropping deuces in these bad boys and just chucking them like paperboy style, you know, in a hook shot over his roof, over fences in the parking lots. The look on people's faces is probably from the fact that there's shit coming out of these smashed Pringles Fuck cans. you, Terry. I'll see you in court Tuesday afternoon, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what in the living hell, man? Um, I got a little news story here about a guy who said that they woke up back on August 14th, 2023, around 9 a.m. at Peter's Mountain Shelter on the Appalachian Trail. He said they'd begun their backpacking expedition trekking north when they had an encounter with the Bigfoot, for sure. It was easily 10 foot tall with no smell that he could recall. To scare it away, he screamed, hey, and they scared this thing off. The creature lumbered away just to turn around and look at the couple and made a soft grunting noise before running away, in huge strides. The couple said they hiked north at a trail, grabbed their phone to drop a pin on the location that they saw Bigfoot, and then reported this to local authorities. Anyway, to round out our news stories for 2023, folks, you still got two days to get involved in our final story. 
because the Rhode Island farmhouse that inspired the 2013 paranormal movie The Conjuring will host a spooky New Year's Eve event this year where attendees can carry out their very own paranormal investigation at the haunted farmhouse. The event is going to be at the Harrisville home, being hosted by a drag queen and paranormal investigator named Monique Toussoon and an author and clairvoyant named Sam Balturis. Sorry, Baltrusis. The host will have proper ghost hunting gear and equipment so attendees can investigate the paranormal activity in the house, which is said to be haunted by ghosts of Bethesda Herman, who believed to have lived there back in the 1800s. The house was purchased in 2022 for $1.5 million by a Boston developer with an interest in the paranormal and has hosted tours and events like Gamping for Ghosts, also known as Ghost Camping. The New Year's Eve event will also include a midnight champagne toast. Also, food, snacks, soda, and water will be provided. Guests are encouraged to bring their sleeping bags, air mattresses, or cots if they plan to sleep over. Now, tickets to this bad boy is only going to set you back 250 bones apiece, but there's only 18 tickets available, and you can purchase your tickets online. The Conjuring House should be noted to have experienced a fire earlier this month in the barn, but the structure is still good standing and the fire was not caused by ghosts, according to the owner. Oh. <sighs> Annie Hoosel, there you go, folks. Some of the news you heard, some of the news you didn't know about, and also a criminal defense attorney who's throwing poop grenades in Pringles cans. Wowza. Wowza. <laughs> Lazarus said, my dad knew some truckers that would poop in Ziploc bags and then throw them out the window. Wonder how many cars got hit. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. I wish you had I wish you had a record scratch you could put in the live video. I'll put it in the audio version. I don't think I'm any better than this criminal defense attorney. Do you remember the incident? Yeah, I remember the incident. I remember it's one on- <laughs> New Year's Eve driving back to oh someone's God. abode on two fifty four in the dark when the lights were on. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I have to piss really bad. And then I see this car fly by, and next thing I know, bam! There's splattered piss all over my windshield. Uh, what happened there, Sean? Why don't you tell the dear listeners how I got piss on my windshield? So, so from my perspective, Preston, myself, um, my wife, our buddy Eric, and some other folks got together, and we ran this um, 5K in El Dorado, which is about 45 minutes east of where we live, um, the 5k is called the hangover half and it is a, well, it's called the resolution run part of the hangover half. Um, in this particular run, it's a 5k and about every quarter to half a mile, you're carrying this little eight ounce beer mug. Uh, you stop and get an eight ounce pour of either root beer or Bud Light and you chug it and then run to the next stop, to the next stop, to the next stop. Well, we also knew a lot of people working the stop, so we may have been able to imbibe a little more than the average Joe running the race. And on the way home, uh, right around the same time, Preston thought to himself, gee, I really need to relieve the pee in my bladder. I was just freaking out because I was going to spring a leak any minute in our car. And so I quickly um, released myself from my pants and peed into one of those eight ounce uh, beer mugs. 
And then I looked over at my wife and I was completely excited because I didn't spill a single drop. I thought she was going to share the same exact exuberance. And she's just like, oh, my God, throw that shit out of the car. That's disgusting. And so I rolled the window down and I chucked my mug of pee out the car window, uh, apparently only to have that thing do a couple of little cartwheels and land right on Preston's hood and splatter pee up his windshield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was not a that was not oh. uh, that was not a was not a good night for me because uh, after we got back to your house. Like within the hours, I started to develop a fever, and I started getting like fever pains. I'm like, "Hey guys, I gotta go." I probably got like 15 minutes away from your house and had to pull over, and all of a sudden, I'm like sitting there just fucking puking out of my car, like. I got home and like you know, I had a fever like 103, and then I was like, "I'm going to shit myself." (laughs) Uh, So I probably. I, I I rang in whatever year that was. What was that uh, 2016? Maybe? Yeah, 15 So or 16, I rang probably. in the new year with a fucking flu. So there's that. Oh, but, my God. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I had forgot all about that, man. Holy crap. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. What a way to bring it all the way around back to a New Year's Eve story. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, good stuff. Well, we want to thank everybody for streaming along with us and watching live. We appreciate all of you guys. Uh, Lazarus, this next year, 2024, we've got to do some more shows with you, buddy. And uh, I definitely think we should have a do-your-own mummified mummy, uh, mummified alien project where we get together and present those. That would be a lot of fun. But um, in the meantime, folks, if you want, if you're on the social medias, please give us a like and a follow on Instagram. We are at P-X-L-P-A-R-A on Instagram, on Facebook. We are The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Give us a follow on there. These videos are also streamed live on Facebook while they're being streamed on YouTube as well. Um, We're on Twitter. Haven't touched that thing in a long time. Um, Might make a blue sky. I don't know. But yeah, Facebook and Instagram are the two main ones. Preston, what do you got for me on the old YouTubes, pal? I mean, like I said, while you were trying to type in the poop bombers uh, name, uh, we're still hanging out at like 298, so we're like two away from 300. Uh, 17 followers on uh, Rumble, uh, five followers on Kick. We're on uh, Twitch. I don't know. Nobody. I don't think Twitch is a thing anymore. But we're on there. If you if you're a Twitcher, there you uh, go. Check us out. Like, subscribe, follow, share. We have a new comment on episode 155, which is the episode The Vertical Plane on YouTube. Now, I want to preface this by saying this video has been watched 4,437 times since 2020. (laughs) We got a comment on this episode, and the comment makes me giggle because it says, From Freaky Gardener, got bored with the intro and shut it off. And that's fine, Freaky Gardener, because apparently over 4,000 other people didn't get bored and watched the video. Yeah. It still remains to be our most viewed episode. Um, Amazing. I don't know why. I'm not saying it's bad by any means. It's just like of all the topics, the vertical plane. That's that's the one, huh? That's the one that stays with people. It always surprised (laughs) me because there was a guy years ago, and it's like, uh, Philip 494-12. Uh, you know, I uh, came to watch this video to hear about uh, Bigfoot, and I spent 15 minutes listening to you guys talk about chili. 
I don't think I'll be back. Well, good for fucking you. I don't. But do you not realize how radio <laughs> programs work? How pot. You know, there it's like right. organic. There's like you know some chit chat. How you been? How you doing? How's your life? People who are I don't know like fucking not assholes enjoy that shit. So we're not your cup of tea. Good for you. I don't need to fucking know about it. How about that? How about that? Catch me outside, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. I sleep just as well having one person listen and watch these things as I do thousands of people. Um, I, you know, it is what it is. Time for the promos. <laughs> yeah. Attention all Bigfoot enthusiasts and fans of the supernatural. We have a special announcement just for you. Introducing My Daily Naturals, the ultimate solution to cleanse your gut and keep your body in balance. Picture this. Bigfoot roaming through the forest searching for the perfect vitamins to support his legendary physique. Well, look no further, my furry friends. My Daily Naturals has got you covered. With the power of ozone and the essential minerals, your gut will be cleansed and your cellular function will be optimized like never before. But that's not all. We know that a healthy gut needs the right stuff, so My Daily Natural helps you repopulate your gut flora with a perfect blend of natural elements. Say goodbye to digestive woes and hello to easy digestion. Nature is normal, just like Bigfoot himself. That's why My Daily Naturals is dedicated to providing you the finest, most natural ingredients to support your body's balance, just like a forest feast for your gut. And here's the best part. By using promo code PXLPARA at checkout, you'll not only be taking care of your own health, but you'll also be supporting your favorite show. It's a win-win situation, folks. So whether you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, or turning in on the radio, check the comments or descriptions for the link to My Daily Naturals. And remember, My Daily Naturals, keeping Bigfoot and your gut healthy, happy one vitamin at a time. Now, Alan, if you're listening... If you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best damn beard possible, are you ready to take on whatever 2024 throws your way? Introducing Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0, the ultimate solution for a magnif magnif magnificent beard that can handle anything life throws your way. Fuck me, I really screwed that one up. <laughs> Anyways, okay. because let's face it, beard butter makes everything better. Are you tired of all the fake news, Chinese spy balloons, UFO sightings, and bodies in freezers? Well, worry no more. With Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0, you'll have the confidence to face any challenge head-on, or should we say, beard-on. <laughs> Picture this. You're walking down the street, and people can't help but turn their heads in awe of your glorious beard. That's the power of Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0. Our citrus scent will leave you feeling refreshed and invigorated, ready to conquer the day. But wait, there's more. We have an exclusive offer just for you. Use promo code PXLPARA and get a fantastic 20% off your order. That's right, 20% off. Don't miss out on this incredible deal to enhance your beard game. So whether you're battling fake news, investigating mysterious sightings, or simply want to look your best, Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0 is here to help. Don't settle for an average beard when you can have the best damn beard possible. Get your Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0 today and embrace the power of a truly remarkable beard. Remember, beard butter makes everything better. Get it all. Get it at Dobbs. Boy, howdy. Good stuff. 
Yeah. And if you're in the Wichita area, please stop by and see Leslie and the rest of the gang down at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. Check out the Paranormal Egg Experience food truck and also Paranormal.cafe. All right, Duder. I'm going to raise a little bit of this campfire stout that I got left and say, everybody, I hope you had a good year, a good 2023. And I want you to lift your glass with me and say cheers to this new year, 2024. Cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us that love to talk about it. Ding. And stay spooky Mm -hmm. and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the Paranormal Highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.